In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. When I was six, my pork chop was a goldfish. When I was nine, it was a pack of butterfly hair clips, multicolored. But my biggest pork chop the one I obsessed over and had to wait until my 13th birthday for, and still work off five months allowance to get was a mountain bike. days, over 135,000 hours. All that time was mine. You can die, but you can't unlive. I lived. Here. 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 Great. Hi, my name is Lainey Seibing, and you're listening to Monday Morning Critic. Uh, so I, I've been dying to have you on. I'm so happy you agreed to come on today. Um, you know, I, I have to say, um, I've had many actors because, you know, their first projects, I'll just say it's the show Cobra Kai, I've had first time actors and other shows. I would never have guessed you were, not that I could with other people, but I would never have guessed that you're a first time actor. I, I, I felt as though you have a confidence and you really brought to this role something I, I not that I wouldn't have expected in a, in, a, in a first time actor, but certainly something I've seen in more veteran actors. Thank you very much. That's a big compliment. So, so I guess my, my question is how long have you wanted to be an actor? Is it something that came overnight? Is it something you developed as you, because you're, you're at the age where you're a tad bit out of high school, um, maybe in the mid college years. So what would you, when did you start? What made you really pursue this thing? What got you really head over heels for this profession? Um, well, I did every sport known to man as a child. <laughs> um, and I stuck with competitive cheerleading for quite a while. But there was always a part of me that loved like the creative side of everything. I would make my friends like do plays and like all kinds of stuff when we would hang out. Um, and I didn't start quite taking it seriously till I was about 13 or 14 is when I started really begging my parents and they had no idea what to do. Um, so it kind of took a little while, but I'd say I really got serious um, probably about 14 or 15 years old. 
Uh, how do mom and dad help you along the way, Lainey? What do they do to facilitate, to help you out? I mean, that's tough because, you know, parents obviously want the best for their kids. You're a kid who's very athletic, a, a, a kid at the time who was very athletic. So, I mean, what, were the, what was their reaction when, when they found out? And, and what did they do to help you along the way? Um, well, definitely when I was under 16, you know, they were driving me everywhere. They were very supportive and they are very supportive with whatever, whatever I want to do, but also very cautious because, you yeah. know. It's a, it's a tough industry. So they were always by my side, um, driving me to auditions, driving me to classes, um, helping me, you know, with headshots, all of those things. And still to this day, I mean, they still do, um, you know, make sure I have the proper equipment for self tapes yep. and bringing me wherever I need to go. Um, honestly, I don't think I'd be able to do it without them and my grandma. Um, they've definitely been great supporters. Uh, and your, and your headshots and IMDB are like, great they're like professionally done they're i mean i've seen i have guests on whose headshots they look like they did it they did it at like a stoplight like they just put their you know <laughs> but like yours came out great so that's that's awesome uh lady am, am i dreaming here i swear i saw maybe it was instagram or something where it was this big family group photo and you were watching um blackbird with your with, with an entire family do i am i imagining that is that a thing no, no, no. yes so um i'm in college um yes. and i'm a part of a sorority and those girls are my biggest, oh. and I mean biggest supporters. Like when that show came out, we were all watching it together. So that's probably what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like, boy, she's got a big family. And it was. Yes. <laughs> they're awesome. They are always rooting for me. And anytime something comes out, they're just crazy fans. And I, they're awesome. That's awesome. Is it, is it difficult? So, so let me ask you about the college thing. Are, are you, you have to be, are, did you just start? Are you, I figure 20 puts you right around the junior, sophomore, but I don't, I mean, like I said, everyone's path is different. So I don't want to. I'm actually a senior in college. So this is my last year. Um, wow. I'm younger than everyone in my grade, but yeah, I do college and sorority life and I work and I also auditioning constantly. So balancing wow. all that. So you kept college going while you were doing that and had another job besides that. Am I correct? Yes. Wow. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's your major? Um, right now it's social work. I say right now because. Um, it could change. No, yeah. I mean, who's to know that, what they're going to do for the rest of their life at 20 years old. I mean, come <laughs> on, you know, exactly. Um, it's social work. I'm, I do plan on going to grad school. Uh, not quite sure for what though. I'm still deciding, but yeah. social, yes. So, I mean, how difficult is it to man? I mean, that's a lot of balls that you're juggling. I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, to to, to be in that position. I, I I mean, there's actors I've had on, Lainey, who, who could just do one of those things because everything else was too overwhelming. Um, is, is it difficult? Do you, do you have a free moment in, in your day for, for, for downtime? For <laughs> you know, Sometimes, but I definitely say I owe it all to, like, my parents, the people that I surround myself with. I think that's the most important part because – you know, if I get into a slump or if I'm stressed, I have those people like my family, my friends, they're pushing me and they're always encouraging me to keep going and balance everything. And if I have something on my plate that they can take, they're always the first ones to help out. So I definitely owe it to the people that I have around me. Did you watch the entire series with uh, the sorority, the girls in your sorority, or was it just one episode? I think we watched... Um, I think we watched the fifth episode together oh. and then I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wasn't there last week. Um, I live about 45 minutes away. So I kind of go back and forth. Um, and 
I wasn't there, but last night I got a bunch of pictures. They were all watching it together and I wasn't there, but they were all watching it. And I was like, that's so sweet. You know, I start off by saying that was your family. They really are kind of like your family. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I mean, and, and I have to say if I was there, well, obviously I wouldn't be in a sorority, but like if I was there episode five, I would have embarrassed myself with tears. I would have embarrassed <laughs> myself. I mean, they must've been so like supportive after, I mean, that particular episode, I mean, that's one of the mm-hmm. best episodes I've ever seen, but like, that's, that's awesome. That's such a great experience for you to be in, you know? Um, so I, I do have a couple of questions before we hop into, into Blackbird. Um, so, so, you know, you've told me a lot of, of, of where you, what you did to, to, to bring you to where you are today. Is there a movie or actor? And I ask this to a lot of my guests that, you know, to find out where their inspiration comes from. Is there, is there a, um, an actor or a movie or even a show or many that really have inspired you along the way? Cause this is something you've wanted to do for, for what is now almost seven years, maybe a little, give or take. So, so what have, what have you done that really, or what, what are the people or movies that really inspire you, Lady? Oh, that's a good question. Um, besides like the obvious, like Meryl Streep, I mean, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Just watched the Devil Wears Prada the other day. Yeah. Um, but I'd say Chloe Grace Moretz and McKenna Grace. Yeah, good I one. loved them, um, especially Chloe. She's around my age, she's a little older, but seeing her in all those films when she was younger and like all the way up, I just, that girl kills every role that she does. And same with McKenna Grace. I, my dad and I always joke, I'm like, I want to be McKenna Grace when I grow up. <laughs> She's just fantastic. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily like, I hate comparing actors. Like there was a question, like when I start, first started podcasting years ago, I was like, I, I used to tell actors, they remind me of this person. I'm like, it's not really a good way, way to go, but just because we're talking about it, you do remind me of an actor. And I have to say, um, the movie, um, I, I'll get to it because, oh, I got it. The Lovely Bones. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Your performance a lot reminds me of, and I'm going to butcher her name. Her last name is Ronan. Is it Cerise? Do I have that right? I I have heard of the movie. Yeah, yeah. My friends were ta- telling me about it. And then when the episode five came out, a lot of people were saying that it reminded that scene and those flashback moments reminded them of the film. So now I definitely feel like I have to watch it. Yeah, um, she, she she's one of the best actors on the planet. So like, yeah, it reminded me a lot of, of that. Um overwhelming to land the part and how did you land the part um well i got the audition through my agent and i remember it was a very fast turnaround you know everything's self-tape nowadays um covid so it was like due the next day and actually requested in the breakdown was a video of me riding a bike which obviously comes in handy um yeah and so i was not able to do that at school um i did not have a bike there nor did i know anyone that did so i ran home filmed the actual audition um and then my dad and i went out to a parking lot by my house and filmed a little bike scene and about a week later i got a call saying that they booked me straight off the tape oh man. you must have been beside yourself when they called you and they said i was freaking out i was actually bringing my friend to her class i was driving her and i know that when my agent calls it's news and i just yeah. like had a feeling and my friend was sitting in the car next to me and we just like lost our minds oh my goodness um you, you know and, and you play um for, for those listening or watching one of the best shows i've seen maybe in recent memory blackbird uh you play jessica roach um before we talk about the show which I'm, i've been dying to do um what do you and her have in common from what you know laney laney the, the, the idea that you know you mentioned playing sports a lot as a kid bike you know is there anything because i know you studied a little bit of her life which we'll get into but is there anything that 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 you guys have in common that, that you see from your end? 
Definitely. I'd say um, her love of books. Her parents said, I, I did a lot of research about the story, but I tried as much as I could to find information about her because she's a real person. And I found a lot about her parents that she'd love to read books and love to play with her siblings and ride bikes. And I definitely relate to all of that. Um, yeah, the books, she they shared a couple of the books that she loved and that really, it helped paint the picture that like, this was a real person. Yeah. And yeah. This wasn't just of on the show, you know, it wasn't just a fake character that they created, but she was a real person who had a history and a family and passions and hobbies. How, you know, how do you feel that your, your first role like that was a person that actually existed and not only actually existed, has this tremendous story, both uh, heartbreaking and, 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 and beautiful in the way you portrayed it. Um, is it more pressure knowing that somebody has actually existed versus like you said, somebody that's, that's a fictitious right. character? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or do you think it doesn't matter? Would you have approached it the same way? Um, I don't think I would have approached it any differently besides the fact that I did have those resources available. Like I could look right. up the name. Um, honestly, it didn't quite hit me until about halfway through that I was like, this is a real person. And, you know, she has family members out there. And that did kind of add pressure, but not, it wasn't overwhelming. It was just, it was just always in the back of my mind. Anybody from her family reach out to you after the series? No, that would be really cool. (laughs) And I hope that if they have watched it, that they feel that the show did justice for her. I, I felt the show did justice, but most specifically, I felt you did justice. I felt you brought class and honor and character to that poor girl so um yeah they, i'm sure they're they, they they i mean as a parent i i couldn't even imagine that but like if, if that happened and mm-hmm. i saw what i saw from a parent's point of view uh it was just phenomenal i don't know how, i don't know how they could be anything else than than pleased and and, and honored i guess so so, I hope so yes. yeah um so there's the fact that this girl wanted to be a pilot is so unique, right? I mean, the fact that she had so much, like, I almost feel like it, I didn't want to read up on it because I don't, I didn't, I knew it was a true story, but I didn't want people to ruin it. Like, I didn't want to know the specifics. I wanted to find out as the characters were finding out, as the audience was finding out, because I feel like when you go Googling, you're in big trouble because people, <laughs> things, you know, even though it's a true story, you know, I, I, I didn't want to do that. Um, but I have to say for the, for this to be your first role and to be so deep, not to mention, right? So you do narration on this, correct? Yes. So that's that's unbelievable. Like the way they shot this as a first, I don't think anybody could say they have a first role like this, right? You 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 narrate, you know, quite a few words here, sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some scenes where, and you have it on your Instagram where you're made up when when, when she's passed <laughs> away, you know. Um, and then there's you know obviously the scenes that I I don't know if it's because I have a daughter, but it's great storytelling, but. Every time I see you on that bike and Natalie's shot panning away, and then when you're well, we'll get to the specifics, but like, geez, I gotta tell you, uh, that is just so powerful. Like, that's just you know, the, the depth is just there, you know. Yes, you know. Um, so the fact that um, the nerves weren't a problem for you, and that that's really clear. Um, you have a lot going on in, in this in this show in particular. Do you feel like was was there ever a time where I mean, because I want to say you're in three total episodes. Was there ever a time where you felt the nerve? I, mean, I, I know you, the nerves are, they were under control, but is there, was there a certain point where that you were like, you know what? Okay, I'm doing this. And this is, does it ever hit home to you on set? 
Um, there was that one, the scene in episode six. Yep. Um, I definitely got nervous for that. Um, I, I honestly wasn't, and I was kind of shocked with myself that I wasn't quite as nervous filming any of the other episodes. Um, but that day when I knew I was doing that, I was like, oh gosh, I don't know what's about, I mean, cause when was the last time you could say like, oh, I pretended to be strangled, you know? So yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring what they're wanting, but it was, it was awesome. And everyone there was just so nice and they knew that, you know, ever, the nerves are kind of there for everyone. Um, and I think, I think it turned out good. <laughs> uh, it turned out great. And from your end, after, you know, doing your research and doing your homework, what was an important, what was the, an important aspect that you wanted to, I mean, obviously you did her justice, but what did you want to bring personally? Did you want to show it, you know, because it, her, it's difficult on your end to control a lot. I mean, obviously they have a set what you want to do. Is there anything that you wanted to bring to this role in particular? I really wanted to bring the innocence of her, mm, especially in episode true. five. With the the flashbacks are spliced throughout the episode, and you know I like the juxtaposition of Larry talking about her in such a sensual manner, and then you know you flash to her in seventh grade having a crush on a boy, not being able to speak. So really, just the innocence to her, yeah, and to show that she was she was just a fifteen year old girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and it drove. Speaking of Larry, it drove me. By the way, kudos to Paul for for, for an iconic performance. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, Lainey, I wanted to punch my television set yeah. every time he would admit the murders and then walk it back. Uh, and then he, he would walk it back, and as you know, he would say, you know, oh, maybe it's just a, a dream. I was going <laughs> irate, I, and, and, and I, I had to pinch myself. I'm like, these are actors, you know that, Derek, right? I mean, I had to. I was going nuts. Were you going nuts at that too? I mean, you were part of it, but like that's such an infuriating thing. It it was very infuriating, and I agree. I had to. I was like, okay, and, and that's how you know it's so good because you are furious. You know, it evokes your emotion, and I just remembered like, okay, Paul is the most amazing human being in the world. <laughs> He's so funny. He's not like this, so that definitely helped. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's it's. It's. I just wish the real Larry Hall would do one thing before he passed, just like one act of, I don't know what you would call it, but just tell those families, like, just come forward, like, just do it. Like, the, 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 it's like you're not hiding anywhere. Like, there's no, it's it's the worst secret in the world I think he's trying to keep. But, like, it's, it would be nice if he, he, he approached those families or the authorities and said, this is what, this is where they're located. It, it would, it, it would be, it would be like one to close the chapter on the book. That's one of the most horrific I've ever, as a story I've ever seen. Agree. You know, um, so let me ask you this. So, you know, as I spoke to, to, to Natalie Kingston, um, she was on two weeks ago and um, it was I watched episode five and 10 minutes later I was interviewing her. <laughs> I got I to tell you, if, if I was interviewing you, I mean, I, I probably won't hold it together now. But like when I was interviewing her, I almost like lost it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I said this before, I don't know if it's because I'm a dad or it's because I love shows or I love wonderful performances like yours. But that episode is legitimately one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Did you realize it when you were filming it? I don't think you like ever realized that. Yeah. I, I, I knew that I loved I, when I read the scripts um, that I, the story and the, uh, that's one thing that I kept raving about. It was like, the writing is phenomenal Yeah, and that's rare to come by. 
And so, and I knew, you know, the people that were involved and how great the writing was and the clips that I had seen, I knew that it was going to be great, but I guess I just didn't realize how big it was going to be and how hard it would strike people. Yeah. Yeah. And it has uh, quite a few people. Um, And it's because I think of your character drives it. I do. I believe that. And I know there's before I I dissect five with you. um, Let me ask you this. Um, Ray Liotta, um, just one of the best. I'm not just saying it's because he passed, but legitimately one of his best performances he's ever done. He is so wonderful. And if he doesn't come away with this with an Emmy, if there's like multiple Emmys coming out of the show, Mm -hmm. something's wrong. Um, I don't know if your paths crossed or if whatever you wanted to say on, on the topic of Ray Liotta, I, I'm all ears. I unfortunately did not get to meet him. Okay. Um, I, the, I honestly, it feels like they were filming like two different shows because, you know, we had like yeah. the back with, you know, detective Miller and Jessica and all of that. And then you had like the prison. And so I was so excited to see because I had never seen any of that, but Unfortunately, I did not get to meet him. Um, but when I was around everyone, a lot of people were talking about him and how great, you know, they were like, oh, he was so great yesterday. And I was like, oh, I miss him. Mm, but mm. I will say that, like, watching that, I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just, like, speechless. He was yeah. amazing. And, you know, everyone was raving about him. And so I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. And when it came out, I was like, that's why. You know, that's why no one had everyone had a great thing to say about him yeah well said well said you know and, and there's a couple observations a nerd observations i want to make i am absolutely stunned jimmy Keen made it out of that prison alive i am <laughs> stunned i thought he i thought he was gonna get he was gonna be on death's doorstep before he got out of that jail. <laughs> i cannot believe that he was not hurt in any way and well i mean he was with the solitary and little things mm-hmm. but i i thought the whole prison was gonna turn on him like that didn't you feel that way he, I mean, he went through a transformation, definitely. Yeah. And not in the way that I expected. I thought, like you said, like he would be injured or, you know, it would not go in his favor. But I think that he came out a totally different man and yeah. for the better. Yeah. And I got to say, Taryn is, I mean, what, what isn't he? He's, I, I met him at a Comic Con in Seattle. Like he is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's like james dean like with his appearance he is just so he he did i mean again i could just keep raving about this cast but he in particular at the first episode i'm not gonna laugh i was a little skeptical i'm like how many times when actors that have he's welsh but there's other actors that have accents and it, it both both ways it, it doesn't come across as as you want it to he's just he knocks it out of the park doesn't yes, he he does and not only that not only he's a amazingly talented actor he's the nicest person ever yeah do you find that either like he or paul or maybe maybe uh, a writer or whomever part of the cast do you go because it's your first role do you go looking for not looking for advice that sounds that's not the right way of putting it do you go looking for input as to you know what you can do or do people offer it are you are you receptive to that mm-hmm. definitely have all ears open <laughs> i yeah. had all ears open at all time and Everyone was so nice, especially Taryn um, filming that scene in episode six. He just in the middle after we did like one take or rehearsal, um, he just completely like gave his whole input on what he think the scene is and what he thought it meant. And like he didn't have to do that, you know, but yeah, he just I felt his passion for the project and especially that scene in that episode. And he was very giving of his input, but not in like a 
overwhelming type way. Definitely a helpful and much appreciated way. Yeah. In, in the episode that you watched with, 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 with your, um, your second family, um, <laughs> uh, the place I lie when they're in that wood shop and they're talking, you know, um, about Jessica and he starts talking about, you know, how there's parts of him under her nails. And, and the one that really just, I, I think I almost lost it is when he talks about how she was crying out for her mother. That scene gets dark real quick. And I have to say, it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen. I know I say that a lot with this episode, but like, I, I mean it like there's that scene in itself. I mean, I dare someone to find something better on television right now or in a movie. Like, <laughs> Did that scene blow you away like it did me? Definitely. And especially because I I had the script for that episode. And so I, I read it. And even reading it was hard. And yeah. I remember reading and be like, they're gonna, they're actually gonna say this, you know? It's very controversial stuff like that, you know, isn't always on television. And then when I actually saw the scene and the words were alive, I was like, they just blew it. They knocked it out of the park. That Let scene. me. So, so is it is it strange to I mean have the script right, and then mm -hmm. like for an iconic scene like that, and then to watch what these two did with it, like as an actor, you have to be like, this is genius. Like this is just beautiful. Oh, that is right up my alley. I love. I mean, when you get to see the words brought to life by someone else, and it's like even better than you could have ever imagined it. That's just all you could ask for. Yeah, and, and when. I, I said this to Natalie too, you know, when you're watching his face, cause he's this cocky guy during this whole show and it just watch, it's all done after he starts listening to this story. You could see it in, in Taryn's face. It gets almost like he's about to get upset. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time we kind of see him crack. You know, that's, I don't know, but that's, that's, this is the type of, of, of stuff that keeps people coming back for shows. And one of the best scenes, right? Right. I agree. Definitely. You know, it, it the way Larry talks about this stuff, it's like you and I talking about, hey, uh, uh, what football? What time are the Saints playing today? Like, it's like he talks about killing somebody the way we talk about, like, oh, hey, uh, Drew Brees retired. Like, it's is right. it the way he the way Paul brings that to the screen. It's like unbelievable the way, like, he talks about murder. Like, it's just very trivial. It's not a big deal, right? It's it, yeah, I agree. It's it's crazy because it's almost like, and I think it was really cool that Paul took this approach, but just like sometimes he just like threw his sentences away, you know, like it was no big deal. And, you know, of course on Taryn's face, you just see the weight of the words all going to him because Larry doesn't see it that way. Yeah. He see, he sees it a bit, a bit differently. Um, in your narration, I have to say when, when he's when talking about my, uh, my pork chop, um, the part that really lost me, like it just, it just killed me. Um, is when you start uh, narrating, you know, you did the math talking about how long you've lived, the hours, the days. Uh, I lived here, it was, it was, you know, I, I you can, you can die, but you can't unlive, like almost like for, for a lot of reasons, but almost like an appreciation and this humbleness of like, I like what happened to me is a huge tragedy, but your narration doesn't focus on that, it focuses on the good. And I, the writing and the narration and the actor is just perfect. It was perfect. So talk Thank to me you. about narrating that scene, because I got to tell you, 
Uh, well, I think two people, people are going to get a couple things from this interview. One, I probably need a therapist. But two, I mean, your performance, anybody anybody who is a parent, anybody who has lost someone can relate to your character. But more specifically, I don't want to get too far off topic. Just talk to me about the, the humbleness of that quote, the narration. And how does that work? Do they have you separately in a, in a studio saying, hey, say these lines? Because I almost feel like, how do you, I, I've never had a guest on that it ha has had this type of, character portrayed this way so Lane, explain how this scene comes together for those of us that may not know the insides like like you experienced well um one day i think we were filming the the beach um scenes with my sister they pulled me in and i filmed or audio um for the voiceover in the trailer in one of the trailers um and that was just kind of for like rough cuts because they're you know they're cutting episodes as we're filming um, so that was just kind of a placeholder. And then they actually sent a studio, like an, a VR studio to my house. And I set wow. it up. I, my dad and I set it up and I was connected to them through an iPad. And so I could talk to them. I could hear them. They could hear me. And I had the scene in front of me to, to go off of. So as you're, as you're narrating, you could see where they're going to put it. Yes. So they had like, they had the iPad and they had the scene playing and I had, you know, my, my page and I actually had the lines on the screen too. Yeah. 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 So they were using the placeholder stuff that we had shot a couple months prior to that. And they were just putting over a better quality audio. And I was actually being directed, you know, through the iPad, through the microphone and headphone. Um, so they were going to replace that. Yeah, and, and I was listening to a great interview you did with another podcast. Um, I wish I remember the name. It's off the top of my head. I'm, I'm getting old. But um, one of the things you said was the, the girl who plays your sister, you've actually known, and she's five years younger than you. Yes. Yes, I have known Megan, Megan Wolf. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've known her and her family for quite a while. I actually cheered with uh, her older sister, and we both live in New We all live in New Orleans. We have the same agent. So finding out that she was playing my sister was so cool and like definitely relieves me. But then when I found out she was my older sister, we <laughs> kind of laughed because we were like, she's about four or five years younger. Is <laughs> <laughs> is there, because there's a great, during your narration of that scene is, is when you're talking about how grateful you are. I lived here, the beach and then here. So mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Is there a part of that entire passage that you love? Is there a sentence or a quote in there or, or do you just appreciate the whole thing in general? I mean, I love the, quote the you can't you can die but you can't unlive um i think it totally just flips it on its head and it's not just you know feel sorry for this girl here's everything that she missed out on but it's her saying you know i did die and it was you know a tragic experience but looking back i didn't waste a second in my life and i don't regret anything in my life that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And, and you're right. Isn't it great that that's the direction they decided to go in? Because it would have been much different if it was, a, and, it, and it would have been warranted to say this, this, what, what happened to me is terrible. What happened, but that's not the way they approached it. It's, and I almost feel like they almost, she could have, and she was a victim, but she, she takes it in this profound way of, of just, just courageous the way she kind of, that's fantastic. Is there a scene in episode five that you love? It doesn't have to be one you're in. Oh. You know what? It doesn't have to be just episode five. It could be the entire series. Hmm. I mean, 
obviously in episode six, that scene of them in the woodshop, or sorry, episode five, that scene mm-hmm. of them in the woodshop. I mean, I could watch that over and over. And like, I find new things to like rave about. Um, yeah. And I love all the scenes with Taryn and Ray. Like those are just, especially that scene in episode six, the last scene where he's coming home that, that brought me to tears. They're amazing together. When he gets out of the taxi cab, you're talking yes, about. Yes. And it's just them looking at each other and realizing, you know, this is what happened and we're finally here. And, you could just see it all over their faces. Lainey, you know what's an amazing thing in that scene is when you look at Ray Liotta's eyes, you could tell the pain. And it's like, how do you how, how do you fake that? I don't get it. Like, I guess I get it. It's called acting. I, but if you watch Ray's eyes, it's like he's welcoming his own child. Like, it's yeah. – I can't expl- – I can't, I can't for the life of me. I've, I've rewatched that episode a few times. I can't explain it. I, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a marvelous scene, isn't it? He's fantastic. He, I mean, you know, he's one of those characters where he's not in every single scene, but when he is in a scene, like you don't take your eyes off of him and you're, you know, you're not looking down at your phone. Your eyes are glued to that screen watching him. And I'll tell you what another, uh, one, uh, Terrence character, Jimmy does that I really, really love is he went from this cocky guy in the first episode to, you know, selling drugs and guns and this cocky guy to like almost the last episode. I, I guess we're way past spoiler alert time, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but like the way he was like, I almost thought he was going to go looking for those girls himself. I almost thought he was going to try to find those where they were buried himself. Mm-hmm. And when they popped that up, that he, he works with the FBI and profiling serial killers, like talk about uh, a moment that gives your heart joy in a tragic show. Right. Right. Like goosebumps. When I read that, that was amazing. And he goes through, an insane character arc. I mean, like you said at the beginning, he's, you know, with girls and selling drugs that doesn't really care about anything. And then by the end, he is so invested in finding justice for these girls. And that, like, that's yeah. all it's, it's warped him. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, um, because this was your first role um, at the end of it, when everything was done, what did you? What are some things that you really learned that you really? Because let's face it, I mean, you, you were in one of the top shows on television right now. I mean, th- there's no debating that. Um, what did you learn coming away from this? It could be anything. Could be anything. So much. So much. Um, definitely, I think the biggest thing is just to trust myself. Yeah. Um, because of course there are there were doubts in my head, and I was like what am I doing sometimes? But at the end of the day, not only like everyone around me, like my family, everyone on set, everyone just really taught me like to trust yourself. Like, you know what you're doing. You are supposed to be here for a reason and really just to trust the entire process. And it all comes together eventually. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to say, I have a few more questions and thank you for all this time, by the way, I really appreciate it. Uh, Very, very. Yeah. I have to say I will go the rest of 2022 and I will not, see a character or watch a character on in a television show or a movie that moved me as much as your character and your portrayal did. I, I just think it's just so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for those people who haven't seen Blackbird yet, once you watch it, you'll say he was right. Um, so <laughs> so, so uh, away from the acting for a little bit, what do you do? Uh, what do you like to binge? What, what, what are some things? Do you have time with everything that's going on in your life to binge a show? Jeez. I mean, um, um, I love, I have four dogs. I love my dogs with my whole heart. Um, I live away from them most of the time, but 
love to play with them. I love any, I love anything creative. I love to paint. I love to play piano, um, draw. I of course spend a lot of time watching TV and movies. Yeah. Um, Is there a show that you love? Is there a show or a, 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 uh, that you like to binge? I mean, are you a stranger things person? Are you, I love my family loves stranger things. Um, we watch that very fast. <laughs> the last season, we watched that very fast. Yes, I love Stranger Things. Um, I'm a big fan of Pretty Little Liars. Um, great show. Great show. Um, yep. Kind of like a guilty pleasure kind of thing, but I will watch that show so many times. This great one. <laughs> totally random question. I'm going to tell you uh, the most evil person for me in Stranger Things, and I hate these because people watch this and I get like emails saying, what are you talking about? Mike on Stranger Things is one of the most evil people I have ever <laughs> Finn Finn Wolfhart is one of the not not the not Finn but his character Mike is such an a-hole like he is he is horrible but I just had to vent that I I was thinking about sure like he's almost worse than Vecna because at least Vecna you know is evil is that a crazy take is that a <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about that, like on Twitter and things like that, about how, like, how everyone is like anti Mike. Yeah. I'm like, where is this coming from? And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, okay, I get, I get where y'all are coming from. I do. Yeah. Because, um, uh, Millie Bobby Brown was at a, at a uh, Comic Con in Germany mm-hmm. and, uh, somebody was, they were talking about how much they hated Mike and she was like stunned. And I'm watching, I was starting to think, like, I get it. Like, he is not a good person. Um, have have you ever been to a comic con? No, I haven't. That would be That's, really fun though, really cool. And uh, because I also have um four dogs. Uh, what, what kind of dogs do you have? I have a black lab, a German Shepherd mix. She's not quite German Shepherd, but she looks German Shepherd. Yeah. Um, we have an Australian Shepherd mix, and then just a mutt that we cannot figure out what she is. Yeah, they don't they, but like people that don't own uh, own people that don't have dogs in their life, they don't realize the impact that they have. Like, oh, I was yeah. watching the movie Prey. It's it's about the predator. It's on Hulu, and and she has a dog. Like I, again, I probably need a therapist, but like I'm like praying that nothing happens to this dog That's during it. this. Like yes. like, and I know I'm watching a, a a a movie that has you know people on set, the dog's well taken care of. Still, in my dog brain, I'm thinking. Nothing better happen to this dog. I will go. I, I will. I will go nuts. Um, so you have an acting coach. Do you think that your masters will be focused? I, I know you said social work, and, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you think going for a, a degree in some type of arts related, you know, whether it's filmmaking or writing, or do you think that could be in the cards for you? I think so. Um, I initially chose psychology just because it does play such a big role in acting. And the more you know about psychology, you know, the more insight you can get into your characters. Um, I don't know. I mean, and I, I switched to social work for career reasons, but yeah, I just always like to keep my options open. Um, and this industry is very unpredictable, but I don't know. I, I'm going back and forth. I'm gonna guess I'm gonna have to see. <laughs> my my last question for you is: Do you think Blackbird has opened up some doors for you, or is it still too early to tell? I would say if anybody has, I mean, I'm not I, I'm not the crispiest cookie in the cookie jar, but from what I've seen, I mean, your performance to me, if I was creating a show or writing a show, I would be like, look, don't don't listen to anything I say. The proof is on the screen. <laughs> um, do you do you feel like uh, it has opened up some doors for you, or, or, or like again, is it too early to tell? 
Um, I think it is too early to tell, but I mean, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Now when you have a question, so, so like, say if you have something like, say if you were on set, you had a question about, or maybe away from set or, or maybe you're getting a set, script sent to you or you're looking to potential auditions. Is mm-hmm. there somebody you can call from like an acting point of view to get a, get a, um, somebody that's not a, a friend or a family or, or mom or dad. Is there somebody that you have like an acting coach that you can call and mm-hmm. talk and say like, what do I do? How would you approach this? Is there somebody like that in your life? Yes. I have an amazing acting coach, Miss Nicole Bray, and she's typically my go-to um, for taping and even just questions, you know, if I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, I also have some other amazing people like Juanita Walmsley. She's another great um, acting yep. coach that I've been working with recently. And then one of my great friends, Caroline, um, it's actually her birthday today. So happy birthday, Caroline. Oh, happy birthday, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> But she's a uh, one of my actor friends, and she is kind of the go-to person where if I need a quick answer and an honest answer, Caroline's my girl. <laughs> yeah, and those are the people you need that give you those honest answers, you know. Uh, but you got to be excited about what the future holds for you. That is, that's really exciting, you know. Um, I, I can't imagine what your senior year is going to be like. You have the the fallout from what this is going to be like. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hope I hope I I didn't bore you too much. I hope down the road you come back on the show and um, again, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future brings to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday morning critic podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.